How many times have you been stopped in your tracks by fear? Fear seems to be disabling, crippling, epidemic and very real in our society. What is fear for you? Is it the fear of setting your boundaries, asserting yourself, public speaking, making decisions, intimacy, being alone, aging, losing a loved one, changing jobs, driving, ending a relationship? We fear beginnings, endings, change, staying stuck, success, failure, living, dying and so much more. It seems that every turn, nook and cranny of life is just filled with fear. Whenever we take a chance and enter unfamiliar territory, we put ourselves into the world in a new way. We experience fear. Very often, this fear keeps us from moving ahead with our lives. The trick is to feel the fear and do it anyway. So many of us short-circuit our living by choosing the path that is most comfortable. Does this sound like you? Do you know what is the underlying cause of your fear? Fear can be broken down into three levels. The first level is the surface story. Example, Luke wants to expand his business but cannot make the required leap into the next step. This level of fear can be divided into two steps, those that happen and those that require action. Here is a partial list of fears divided into those two steps. Those that happen are aging, becoming disabled, retirement, being alone, children leaving home, natural disasters, loss of financial security, change, dying, war, illness, losing a loved one, accidents, rape. And uh, those that require action are going back to school, making decisions, changing your career, making friends, ending or beginning a relationship, having a child, asserting oneself, losing weight, being interviewed, driving, public speaking, making a mistake, intimacy, looking like a fool. I'm sure you have a few or you could say many of these that you could add to the list. You wouldn't be alone if you said to yourself some of the above or even all of the above. There's a reason for this. One of the insidious qualities of fear is that we tend to permeate many areas of our lives. For example, if you fear making friends, it then stands to reason you also fear going to parties, having intimate relationships, applying for jobs and so on. This is made clear by looking at the second layer of fear, which has a very different feel from that of level 1. Level 2 fears are not situation orientated, they involve the ego. Examples of level 2 fears is rejection, being conned, success, helpfulness, failure, disapproval, being vulnerable or loss of image. Level 2 fears have to do with inner states of mind rather than exterior situations. They reflect your sense of self and your ability to handle this world. This explains why generalized fear takes place. If you are afraid of being rejected, this fear will affect almost every area of your life, your friends, your intimate relationships, job interviews and so on. Rejection is rejection, wherever it is found. So you begin to protect yourself and as a result greatly limit yourself. You begin to shut down and close out the world around you. Look over the level 2 list once again and you will see how any of these fears can greatly impact many areas of your life. So that was rejection, being conned, success, helpfulness, failure, disapproval, being vulnerable or loss of image. 
Level 3 gets down to the nitty gritty of the issue, the biggest fear of all. The one that really keeps you stuck. Are you ready for it? So, level 3 fears is, I can't handle it. That's it. That is a big deal, you may ask. I know you're disappointed and wanted something much more dramatic than that. But the truth is this, at the bottom of every one of your fears is simply the fear that you can't handle whatever life may bring you. Let's test this. The level 1 fears translate to, I can't handle this illness. I can't handle making a mistake. I can't handle losing my job. I can't handle getting old. I can't handle being alone. I can't handle making a fool out of myself. I can't handle not getting the job. I can't handle losing him or her. I can't handle losing money, etc. And then the level 2 fears translate to, I can't handle the responsibility of success. I can't handle failure. I can't handle being rejected, etc. Thus, the level 3, simply, I can't handle it. The truth is, if you knew you could handle anything that came your way, what would you possibly have to fear? And the answer is, absolutely nothing. I know you're not jumping up and down for joy about the news I've just delivered, but believe me when I tell you, I have just given you a great piece of news. What I've just told you means you can handle all your fears without having to control anything in the inside, sorry, anything in the outside world. This should be a tremendous relief. You no longer have to control what your mate does, what your friends do, what your children do, what your boss does. You don't have to control what happens at an interview, what happens at your job, what happens in your new career, what happens to your money, what happens in the stock market. All you have to do to diminish your fear is develop more trust in your ability to handle whatever comes your way. So feel the fear and do it anyway. I am belaboring the point because it is so critical. From this moment on, every time you feel afraid, remind yourself that it's simply because you are not feeling good enough about yourself. I've often been asked, why have we so little trust in ourselves? My belief is this. I know some fear is instinctual and healthy and keeps us alert to trouble. The rest, the part that holds us back from personal growth, is inappropriate and destructive and perhaps can be blamed on our conditioning what I like to call our ego as well. In all my life, I've never heard a mother call out to a child as they go off to school, take a lot of risk today, darling. Instead you hear, be careful, darling. This be careful carries with it a double message. The world is really dangerous out there and you don't have the ability to handle it. What mother is saying, of course, is if something happens to you, I won't be able to handle it. You see, she's only passing on her lack of trust in her ability to handle what comes her way. Considering how many be carefuls our parents have bombarded us with, it's amazing we even managed to walk out the front door. Apart from such such seemingly obvious connections, the cause of our fear quite possibly lies elsewhere. But does it matter where our self-doubts come from? I believe not. It is not my approach to analyze the whys and where of of troublesome areas of my mind. It is often impossible to figure out what the actual cause of the negative patterns are. Even if we did know, the knowing doesn't necessarily change them. 
I believe if something is troubling you, simply start from where you are and take the action necessary to change it. In this case, you know that you don't like the, f like the fact that a lack of trust in yourself is stopping you from getting what you want out of life. Knowing this creates a very clear, even laser-like focus on what needs to be changed. You don't have to scatter your energy wondering why. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you begin to develop your trust in yourself until you reach a point where you can say, whatever happens to me, given any situation, I can handle it. I can hear the doubting Thomases out there saying, oh, come on now. How do you handle paralysis or the death of a child or cancer? I understand your skepticism. Remember that I was once a doubting Thomas myself. Never let these three little words out of your mind, possibly the most important three little words ever spoken and heard. I'll handle it.